The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, open us up. Open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Open our hearts to feel. And then, oh God, open our hands to serve. In Jesus' name, amen. The last sermon in the For the Road series, the last sermon as your pastor. And uh, the rule for the last sermon is the same as the first. Don't try to cram everything in, okay? Uh, I'm going to trust that the uh, 180 or so sermons uh, that I've given from this pulpit cover a good deal of what I want to say to you. So this one is about one thing, one thing. But before I get to that one thing, here's the recap of our For the Road series so far. We have seen how God meets people on the road, right where they are, in whatever state of mind they are in, and that has both comforted and challenged us. The challenge is that when we encounter the Christ on the road, it changes us, it changes our priorities, changes our way of seeing and being in the world. So, so that is one aspect of the road in Scripture, but there is another big one that runs throughout the Bible. The road isn't just the place where God meets us. It's also the place where God sends us. Yes, God wants us to walk on. That's the one thing from today's scriptures, walk on. The message for us today is walk on. And if that phrase sounds familiar to you, uh, there is a U2 song called Walk On, and the lyrics speak to this spiritual and scriptural truth. Leave it behind, U2 says. You've got to leave it behind. Walk on. And know it aches and your heart breaks. Walk on. Home. I can't say where it is, but I know I'm going home. I love that line. I can't say where it is, but I know I'm going home. The best definition of faith that I have ever read is from Brian McLaren. He says this, faith is stepping off the map of what is known and making a new road by walking into the unknown. It's responding to God's call to adventure, stepping out on a quest for goodness, trusting that the status quo isn't as good as it gets, believing a promise that a better life is possible. Now here's an important note. Sometimes walking on is literally leaving one place and going to another. Sometimes it's, it's physically leaving where you are and going where God is leading you. And sometimes walking on is actually staying right where you are and walking on metaphorically towards a better life, right where you are. Better life for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your country. The, the point is... Whether you stay right where you are or you go someplace else, we are always becoming. We are always becoming. Our faith is about becoming. It's about becoming more perfect in love, to use Wesley's phrase. The grace of God helps us to walk on toward becoming more perfect in love. So so that people see us, they see us, and they see the perfect love of Christ in us. But this isn't just about personal salvation. It doesn't stop there. Becoming more perfect in love moves us to work on making our society, our world better so that the whole world, the whole world becomes a place where love flourishes, where human beings love God and love one another, what God intended in the first place. Do you know there is a road before you? 
before us right now. And God is saying, leave behind what is keeping you from perfection in love and walk on. Walk on from your addiction. Walk on from your anxiety. Walk on from your fear. Walk on from your pride. Walk on from your cynicism. As a country, walk on from your racism. Walk on from your white supremacy. Walk on from your selfishness and greed and towards a better present and future. Walk on towards justice. Walk on towards equality. Walk on towards peace. Do you know you don't have to stay where you are? Do you know the grace of God makes it possible for you to walk on from where you are to where God wants you to be? Now, this was a new idea to Abram and Sarah. They lived with a very cyclical worldview. That was how everyone saw things back then. You didn't walk on towards anywhere. You stayed right where you were. I mean, we're talking generations and generations in the same place. There was no such thing as going forward. There was no such thing as progress. There was only repeat. There was only, this is where you were born, and this is where you will die, and the same is true for your kids and grandkids and all the generation. It's all the, th all the same. The things that are right now are the things that will be. Except when Abram is 75 years old, 75, God says to him, I want you to leave. <laughs> I think about that. I mean, not only is Abram 75, so he's not exactly a spring chicken, but also all he has ever known is cyclical worldview. You don't leave. You don't go. Now, Abram and Sarah live in Ur. It is considered a really great place, all right? Like, like as far as ancient Middle Eastern city-states go, I mean, it's one of the affluent ones. It had great infrastructure, great jobs, great schools, great city parks, great swimming pools, great sports teams, great food and entertainment, the best. You get the picture. Uh, but there is one thing hidden underneath the greatness. Its affluence was built on violence and oppression. I know, right? The wealth and, and life and privilege of certain people came at the expense of other people. You follow me? In some ways, Ur represents what the world had become. And God is hashtag not a fan. Not a fan. Now this story takes place in Genesis chapter 12. And up to this point, God's relationship with human beings hasn't exactly turned out the way that God hoped. Uh, you don't have to take my word for it, by the way. Uh, read the first 11 chapters of Genesis. Adam in Genesis 1 uh, basically gives God the bird like a rebellious teenager and says, I'll do what I want to do and not what you want to do. And Cain kills his brother Abel in cold blood. And, and people are so focused on power that they literally build, build this big tower to try and be godlike. And there is so much greed and selfishness winning the day. And God tries one thing after another to try and get through to them. But sin and evil continues to run rampant. The cycle of violence and oppression continues. And so God says, okay, new idea, new idea. Let's break the cycle. So God calls Abram and Sarah to go. Go. Go from your country and from your kindred and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. Do you hear the depth of what God is asking them? God is asking them to leave behind their wealth, 
their privilege, their comfort of all they have ever known and travel to an unknown destination. God says, go and I will be with you and I will show you a better way. Walk on. You can walk into a future that hasn't happened before. And God gives them this promise, which comes in two parts. So let's look at it. The first part. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the ones who curse you, I will curse. Let's stop there. That word blessing. In Hebrew, blessing means flourishing. Flourishing. So it includes physical flourishing, security, and success. God says, I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. So that, so that, so not only will their family be blessed, but also they will be a blessing. Not only uh, will they become a great nation, but also through them, others will be blessed. So what others? What others? And this is the second part, and it's the most surprising part. Let's look at it in bold at the end. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families of the earth. All the families of the earth, not just some of the families, not just those who look like you, not just those who have the same political point of view as you, uh, not just the wealthy ones, not just the straight-A students, not just the ones who pray like you, and not just the people you like, all the families of the earth, all. The God of Abram is the God of all people, all creation, all of humanity is blessed. Abram and Sarah have to walk on from where they are to the place God will show them because they are to be agents of blessing for the whole human family. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is God's last hope for the world. I mean, that the blessing will flow from them to everybody. This is no longer a cycle. This is a flow, a flow of blessing to the whole world. So when they walk on from where they are, they are literally going with the flow, the flow of blessing. And generations later, when the nation of Israel receives the Torah, which is this gift from God to the people so that they will know how to choose life over death, blessings over curses, Moses instructs them and he says, choose life, choose blessings. You are to be agents of blessing. Now let's be clear that Israel fails at being agents of blessing again and again. But God never gives up on them. To do so would be to abandon all hope for the world. God grieves and even rants at all the terrible ways humans treat each other, but God chooses to remain intimately connected with God's creation, with, with the humans who share in the divine breath. God never gives up on them. God never gives up on us. So much so that God comes in Jesus the Christ to show us how to live out of that blessing flow. To show us how to be a blessing to others. And what does Jesus do? What does he do? He walks around healing people all the time. He heals all people, by the way. All people. He heals people who are wealthy and 
and in powerful positions, and, and he heals people who are labeled as sinner and outcast, those whom society has oppressed. Jesus heals them. He heals them all. He heals them all. Everybody gets blessing. Everybody gets to flourish. There is one story about Jesus healing a hemorrhaging woman, and she's been bleeding for 12 years. People think she's cursed. I mean, she has no friends, no community. She reaches out and touches Jesus, and you know what happens? The power goes out from him. The blessing flows to her. And in all of these healing stories lead up to the second scripture you heard today from Matthew 9. The text says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages. He walked from village to village proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and sickness. But he notices that the need is so great. It's so great. The harvest is great and the laborers are few. So Jesus says to the disciples, hey, we need to pray and we need to ask God for more help so that we can spread more blessing around. So he says to the disciples, let's pray. Let's pray and let's pray for more people who will be blessed to be a blessing. And, and you can just picture the disciples bowing their heads and they're thinking, yes, this is great. Let's get more Jesuses here. Like we need more Jesuses. Let's pray. And so they're, they're praying and Jesus, he goes, hey, great news. Our prayer has been answered. It's you. It's you. You are the answer. You are God's answer. You are the ones to let the blessing flow. Then what does Jesus do? He sends them out. He sends them out. He, he tells them to cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. He sends them to bless the world with one word. You know what the word is? Go. Go. Go to the lost sheep. As you go, proclaim the good news. Go. God says to Abram and Sarah, go from this land to the land I will show you. And then these three words. Genesis 12, 4. So Abram went. So Abram went. Abram, he walked on to be a blessing. So did the disciples. They walked on and into a future that God has in mind for them. Will we? Will we? Will, will we go where God wants us to go? Will we walk into the new world God has in mind for us and for our world? Our United Methodist Church puts it this way in the Book of Discipline. Paragraph 220. All members of Christ's universal church are called to share in the ministry which is committed to the whole church of Jesus Christ. Therefore, each member of the United Methodist Church is to be a servant of Christ on mission in the local and worldwide community. All members, all members, not just the ordained clergy. You are a servant of Christ. You are blessed to be a blessing in his name. That is your mission right now. Here's the second part. This servanthood is performed in family life, daily work, recreation and social activities, responsible citizenship, the stewardship of property and accumulated resources, the issues of corporate life, and all attitudes toward other persons. Each member is called upon to be a witness for Christ in the world, a light and a leaven in society and a reconciler in a culture of conflict. Each member is to identify with the agony and suffering of the world and to radiate and exemplify the Christ of hope. 
you are to radiate and exemplify the Christ of hope in every area of influence you have, in every part of your life, you are endlessly becoming a light and a leaven in society. You are endlessly becoming more like Christ. And like Christ, you are called to have faith, to step off the map of what is known and make a new road by walking on into the unknown toward goodness, believing the promise that a better life is possible. Now, there is an important part at the end of the story of Abram and Sarah. They go, and God goes with them, and they are a blessing, and God's promises do come to fruition, but Abram and Sarah, they don't live to see it. They don't get to see the fulfillment of God's promises. Sometimes we are at a place for a reason, for a season. And sometimes we stay in a place for a long time. Whether we go or we stay, the invitation is always to go with the flow of blessing, to let the blessings of God flow through you to the people and institutions and places God has sent you. So I've shared with you before, uh, but more than once in my four years here, I have mistyped Arapaho. Instead of typing Arapaho, I accidentally hit the G instead of the H, so it comes out as Arapago, which is so perfect, isn't it? I, that's who we are, really. That's who you are, Arapaho. You go. You go. You go out into the world and you walk on to the people God has given you to love because you are blessed to be a blessing, Arapaho, so go. Go. In the words of our scripture today, go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out the demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. You don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment. Go. Go, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the power of the Holy Spirit go with you now and always. So may it ever be. Amen.